Hey, y'all. This is Gretchen from Always a Lessons Empowering Educators podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts, but make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Coming up on this episode of Podcast PD, Stacy, AJ, and I talk about debate, the human element in education. I don't think there's enough of it, and we could use a lot more of it. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you will have more fun with Chris Nessie, AJ Bianco, and me, Stacey Lindis. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast PD. This is episode number 37, and we're going to be talking about the human element in education. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, also co-host. Nope, I'm not a co-host of the House of Ed Tech. I do that nope, all by that's myself. Your, that's your show. <laughs> all that by myself. But speaking of co-host. tell us some good news or something. <laughs> but, not but, good news, but big news. <laughs> but speaking of co-hosts, I am joined, as always, here on this podcast that I do have co-hosts for by Stacy Lindis and AJ Bianco. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing swell. It was a beautiful weekend here in New Jersey, and um, the first month of school has come to a close, and I'm very much looking forward to what October has to bring. AJ, how about you? Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, everything is going well around here. You know, we've got our first month of school done with, which is actually quite incredible, and uh, getting ready for October and all the fun things that are pumpkining all over the place. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. Obviously, just like both of you, the first month of school is in the book. For some of our listeners, the first two months of school are in the books. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's amazing how time works and time marches on. But things are good. Obviously, getting ready you know, throughout the month of October here, getting ready to plan for EdCamp New Jersey 2018, which means everybody who's listening can look forward to multiple episodes about EdCamp when it's all said and done. Right, guys? Oh, yes. <laughs> it is one of our favorite ways to learn. So we're going to give you updates about that. And actually, as since we're recording this sort of in the past, EdCamp New Jersey, just to throw this out there, EdCamp New Jersey is doing something different this year. And we are going to be hosting on one day in two locations. We're going to be here in Jersey again at New Brunswick High School, which is where I work. And we're also going to be partnering with Egg Harbor Township, which is in southern New Jersey. So we're going to have one event, two places, and hopefully crack the 1,000 people registered mark between the two places. So if you're not in New Jersey or nowhere near here, this part of the show doesn't mean anything to you, but just be jealous that we have the most awesome Ed Camp. And what's the date of our super awesome Ed Camp? That would be Saturday, November 17th, 2018. Awesome. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's my favorite Ed Camp of the year. Mine too. I'm a little biased. It's always, it's always good to reconnect with those folks from, from New Jersey. 
Yeah, and, and hopefully we know we'll get some more people from Pennsylvania, potentially some people from Delaware joining in what will be one giant Ed Camp, New Jersey. So again, this is very exciting. And if you're in and around this area, we hope to see you in either New Brunswick or out in Egg Harbor Township at the high school. And thank you to Steve Santilli, who is uh, an assistant superintendent down there and former leader of Ed Camp South Jersey. Big shout out to Steve. And you can see our video on social media to announce this whole thing. And we'll attach it to our show notes so you don't have to go looking for it. Yeah, just go to podcastpd.com slash 37. That's 37. En espanol. Si. I only say that because when I was doing the International Podcast Day thing today, the session that was before mine was in all Spanish from like Brazil. It was cool. And then at the end of their session, they started talking English, every single one of the people. So it was neat. But I'll talk about that a little bit later. What do you say we move into today's topic? Tell us a little bit about the topic, Chris. You brought the idea to us and you said we were going to talk about the human element. I did. So this was my idea. And this stems from a number of conversations I've had most recently um, and and talk with my dad on the two episodes of the House of Ed Tech that he's been on and just even, you know, off the air, like in IRL in real life, just chatting with him and other people. Uh, The idea that there is a lack of what I'm calling the human element in education. So what do I mean? What do I mean by the human element? Well, according to some dictionary somewhere, I'm talking about the interaction between a human being and any other human being. Now, in teaching, we have a lot of different kinds of human beings. We have teachers, we have students, we have administrators, and I think that covers the gap because then we have subsets of each of those types of human beings. And I just think there's a big lacking in how Teachers interact and treat students, how teachers maybe treat other teachers, and how administration and teachers interact with each other. And in in extreme cases that I don't think we're equipped to really talk about today, but how some administrators also treat and interact with students. So this is, to me, really concerning because I consider myself to be a nice guy. And when I'm in my classroom... And any students I interact with, I, I, I give respect much quicker than I think a lot of other people that I know or have known. And I've always kind of taken pride in the rapport and the positive relationships I try to build with students I've worked with, whether it's middle school, high school, or, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, at Rutgers. And it's never been more evident than what I do at Rutgers, really, that lets me know that I'm doing the right thing and trying to be more of a human being. Not that I wasn't, but that at least I know that there are some students I work with that totally notice how I approach instruction and the relationships that I'm trying to build. So that's kind of the angle that I'm coming from. So I think there's a deficiency based on what I've seen and other people I've talked to. So I'm I'm curious when, when you think of this, like whose point of view are you hearing it from? Most like, do our students feel that they're missing something? Is it teachers who are not getting the respect they feel like they deserve? Is it the upperclassmen who you're working with at Rutgers who are noticing, you know, the way they work with their high school people, teachers versus how they are are in college? 
you know, cause I think, you know, we talk about the human element and I feel like the technology we have has kind of created that disconnect even in the classroom and how we talk to other people, whether it's texting or email, you know, that, that happens on a constant basis. So I'm just wondering based on from what you're, what you're thinking and where you're feeling it, where are you getting from the most? Well, I don't think there's a teacher in any point in history that hasn't heard students talk about other teachers in a negative way. So I think that's something we've all experienced. I don't like Miss So-and-so or I don't like Mr. So-and-so. And, you know, whenever I've heard that, I've always kind of chalked it up to and tried to use that as a moment to say, you know, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so might be doing this for a specific reason, you know, try to kind of explain things. And it's typically when students get in trouble or they don't get their way or they feel like they're kind of behind the eight ball on something, you know, but I've also seen it where, you know, I I've worked with people who are very quick to, you know, write a kid up or, you know, discipline a student for, you know, blinking the wrong way, breathing at the wrong time. And I just don't think that there's, and that's in those situations, a lot of compassion or understanding for, you know, what students might be experiencing. You know, I, I know we know a lot of people who are, getting more involved with, you know, social emotional learning and, you know, literally kids have feelings too. And depending on where you are, kids might have a lot of quote unquote baggage that they're carrying around with them based on what goes on at home or outside of school or AJ, you work in a middle school, you know, life, we've all been there. Life is not easy. Sixth, seventh and eighth grade in anybody's life. It's, it's not easy. The kids attitude changes every day based on the weather, based on their friendships, based on anything around them. You know, and I think it, it's sad to say for for educators, I think we kind of forget, you know, we really do forget the human element. And I feel like a lot of educators, young and old, veteran, rookie, doesn't matter. This is my classroom. These are my rules. You're going to follow my rules. You're going to do what I ask you to do. And if you're not going to abide by what I'm asking, then this is how you're going to be treated. And it's not like we're going to sit down and have a conversation about this. Um, I, I think... I think people kind of just want what they want and don't want to have that open line of communication when it's their rules that are being broken. It's kind of interesting because you saying that AJ reminds me of our previous episode when we talk about establishing rules and routines and what Don Wetrick said about like not starting the school year with like, this isn't what we do. This isn't what we do. This isn't what we do as opposed to creating um, an environment together that feels inclusive of everyone and has everyone's voice from the get-go to help, you know, foster community between teacher and student and student to student. Um, That's kind of really what our theme has been so far this school year has been, you know, creating like you said last week, Chris, creating community. And um, I think when you do that, you bring the human element back. Um, but you're right. I think in our busy worlds and in our very digital worlds, it is very, very easy um, to get past that and to move past it very quickly. And actually, for, for me, where it's most evident, to go back to what you had asked me, AJ, it's really most evident with what I do at Rutgers, you know, the last two weeks I've had students stay after, you know, the later class that I do on Thursdays, you know, to one, they've got questions about, you know, the course and some of the assignments coming up and whatnot. But then they've also, in addition to that, just kind of opened up and we've just had 
interesting people to people conversations, you know, whether I'm talking about the boys or, or Caitlin or, you know, what's going on at the high school. And, you know, they talk about what's going on with them, you know, whether it's their what they do in Greek life or their jobs, you know, we're just having positive rapport and nice interactions human to human where they kind of see me more as a human being who is not just the professor or, you know, or whatnot. And I don't see them as, you know, just a number in a classroom taking a course and to have a couple people say that they've never spent, you know, an hour and a half talking to a professor after class on any, on a range of topics to, you know, to be told when I'm talking to a student who's talking about their anxiety over social media, which is heavily rooted in my classes to say that, and and I'm not saying this to, you know, pat myself on the back, but to be told that I'm the best teacher they've, they've had. And that's after two weeks, you know, what kind of experience has that child had with other teachers in their life? Uh, It's a compliment to you, you know, for, for treating them like regular people. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, and and, and that's just, I'm, I'm notorious for saying in the classroom, Hey, I'm people, you're people, we're all people, you know, but I don't read minds. We have to communicate with each other. Yeah. And I'm sure as, as young adults, as they are young adults, they kind of get it. You know, they kind of, they understand that communication, you know, being in a middle school, our, our kids don't know how to communicate, you know, and I think that's a big difference for, for where I'm at. Um, you know, having conversation with them is like pulling teeth half the time, no matter what it's about. You know, I, I, I'm realizing now, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm so far behind with what they know and what they don't know and, you know, where they are in their life versus, you know, the things I remember from middle school. Like having a conversation is something I kind of try and build in that rapport is very important to me. But it's it's always hard. Sometimes I just kind of say, like, okay, so we can't talk about this because you're not sure. Here, I'm going to teach you about it, you know, whatever it might be. It could be something that I enjoy. And they just kind of zone out because it's not them. So it's hard to have that conversation sometimes. So maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe that human element is gone because people don't respond to conversation anymore. That's true. I'm big on face-to-face conversation. You know, there's a reason we record this podcast where we can see each other. Stacey loves that we can see each other. It's her favorite I'm not even looking at you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the show notes, but I agree with you. Like I, and I think um, like, when you connect on Chris, you were talking about like making your connections about real life. I think that's really important because not everyone's going to connect with you about the content, right? You know, there are certain classes that I know, like I really didn't care what that teacher was talking about. Um, and it, it depended on, you know, it, it could go from year to year, like certain years in science. I thoroughly enjoyed because it was my kind of science as opposed to other years in science where I was just like, this just is not content for me, but I tried hard because I enjoyed the teacher and I had good rapport there. Um, And the same thing, the same thing can be said for, you know, English language arts, social studies and math. And now there were certain teachers that I hated and I still did well because the content connected with me. So just trying to connect with people, I think is really, really important. Um, you know, on their level, just getting to know them. So what do we do? I ask, and, you know, I'm, I'm selfishly thinking not about students, but about like the human connection and the human element um, between, you know, adults in, in a school, because I think it also trickles down, but like, where do we start? What do we do to 
to rebuild and refoster the human element and connection. All right. So, so what do we do? I think the best thing that we can do is to continue to, to push that communication, that collaboration piece. So it's opening the lines of communication with our, our kids in the middle of class, uh, walking to them, having a conversation, looking them in the eyes and doing the things that an adult person would do. Um, meeting people, as Chris said, face to face, I think is extremely important when we see parents, you know, for me personally, like when I talk to my parents, I know a lot of my parents are connected with me on the Instagram account for my class. So they leave comments there sometimes, but I don't really know them face to face. So I think really just kind of making it a point that we are open to talking while so many teachers fear the talking because it's going to be a one-on-one conversation about their kid. You know, I think, I think it's up to us to just really go out there and, and show a personality that you would do with, with a, with a, with a friend. I like that. Sometimes that, that friend word can be, you know, sort of taboo. You know, I'm not out to be friends with my students at any level. You know, I I know that's not what you're saying. Um, but for me, I, I pull a lot of Simon Sinek when I do the leadership stuff at Rutgers. Something I pull from him is when you're interacting with people and this is take the leadership part out of it. But when you talk to somebody, be ready to listen. You know, if you're going to ask somebody, how are you doing? Be ready to stop and engage in a conversation, not just passive and uh, I don't have time or, you know, you're not really attentive to the conversation. So I think that's something we can do and that's be or, or have more be more intentional about the conversations we have. And again, when we're talking teacher to student, the students are people, you know, you, you can't, what do they say, Stacey or AJ, that, you know, to, to teach me is to know me, or th- there's some quote out there about for in order for a student to learn that you have to know who they are. So I, I think that's important. And, and the same thing could be said for that teacher admin, where I, th- I think a lot of admin, if you're an admin and this isn't you, I'm sorry, I'm not singling you out, but we all know the admin who is job driven, focus driven, they live and die by the policy manual. And, you know, there can never be an exception to anything. And I I don't think, I mean, life isn't that black and white. So to be able to say that education is or our interactions, you know, again, that's where I think it's lacking is the fact that basically a lot of people don't care about other people. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think, you know, we've come to to the point of our lives where we, when we talk to people, we would talk to give them an answer. You know, we don't talk to listen. And I think that's a big deal. You know, I think we have to be better as a society where we're talking and just listening. We're not, there's no need to always respond. Um, I, I think so often it's like, okay, this person's talking to me. I have to say something back to them. No, you don't. Give them a smile. Give them a head nod. Give them a high five. Give them a hug. Whatever the case may be. I mean, it doesn't have to be a student. You can't do that, obviously. But Hey, there is nothing wrong with hugging a student. Oh, I don't know. I hear more and more about that and it kind of re- weirds me out, but only because as an elementary school teacher, I hugged my kids daily unless they didn't, unless they were huggers, you know, and, and I totally respect that. You guys know I hug everybody. People give me squirrely looks when I hug my former students. But again, that that's a human thing. We're not saying, you know, start relationships and date them and do all that crazy crap, but bro hugging a student, high fiving. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, now granted, I'm not going to do that after school in my room 
by myself, a kid shows up, you know, it's right. at my door in the hallway, lots of people. I just think it's interesting that we have lost that, that element. And, you know, when you hear all the headlines and stuff, rightfully so, right? Like why even risk it? Well, here, here let me give you an, a, another example. Up until this year, interacting with people in my building, everybody has always addressed everybody else as, you know, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, or, or, you know, if they're a doctor, Dr. So-and-so. Teacher to teacher? Teacher to teacher. At least where I'm at, we don't really get a lot of time to intermingle and really get to know each other. You know, department to department, maybe you get first names. But this year, I've seen the first name making a comeback. It just seems so formal. And then the kids don't know that you're, you know, not sleeping in the closet, you know, waking up and taking a shower in the gym or something. You know what I mean? They think that you're just tied to the school all the time when. Oh, I'm talking when kids aren't even around. Oh, that's weird. I mean, I'm not going to call my in-class support teacher by his first name in front of the kids. I mean, maybe quick, like, hey, you know, you know, Brian, come over here real quick or, you know, something like that. But for the most part, in front of the kids, I'll be like, hey, Mr. So-and-so, hey, Mr. So-and-so. I'm in and out of classrooms so often, like I go back and forth. But if I'm addressing a student, but talking about their teacher, always Mr. And Mrs. But oh, yeah, definitely. Of course. I, I think that goes without I just saying. I think it's so funny when they're like, I don't know what my teacher's first name is. And I'm just like, how? I mean, I do a lot of kids who don't know what my, who, who don't know what their teacher's last name is. I do with colleagues who don't know each other. And, you know, again, I'm in that weird position where I tend to know everyone's names, but I've had people say to me, like, who is that? And I'm, I don't know, I'm always just shocked. But then, like you're saying, you know, you work department to department or um, a lot of my teachers are, are um, know each other by cohort. So like if they all came in together, you know, started teaching together, they're, especially our younger teachers, they're pretty tight because they all started pretty much around the same time. So they have a lot of the same trainings together and stuff like that. Um, and I think that those types of things add a human element. Um, Chris, you said SEL earlier, you know, social emotional learning. And I think, you know, my school district, that's one of our strategic goals for the school year. And I think that it's a tremendous effort and I think it's totally necessary. But what kills me and, you know, I've said this even before it was our our strategic goal, you know, we talk about all of these things to take care of students. And I just think we forget to take care of the adults in the building. You know, we talk about mindfulness and we talk about um, less stress and not adding new things to people's plates. And um, my district also instituted no homework nights. A couple of years ago and this year they, they you know they're they're expanding the program so that it includes more evenings and all breaks anything that's more than a weekend um is pretty much a guaranteed no homework night and you know i just think that we forget that when we add all these crazy new initiatives or this new technology or this new program or a new curriculum that we're adding a lot and we forget to take the things off of people's plates and um that right there is a lack of regard for the human element and like the stresses that that could cause for a number of reasons, you know, whether it's someone who's not entirely comfortable with technology or feels that curriculum is ever changing. That was always um, one of the things I heard a lot in ELA, you know, um, because, you know, part of the program we use just changed every year anyway, um, because that's how the program creators, you know, handled it. But, we also need to take into account not only the students that we are charged to care for, but um, the people that we should want to care for, the adult people in the building that we should want to care for. But the sad part about that is 
somewhere along the way, that got lost. And now it has to be an initiative. We have to go out of our way to do what should just be done. You know, so so take the, the SEL for students. Where in the last 100 years did we lose track of taking care of kids? That it has to be an initiative that we have to, in, you know, more intentionally look out for their emotional well-being. You know, when did when did that stop? Why did that stop? I honestly think it's when we started piling things on. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, the more on our plates, the more that people are, I guess, judged and evaluated based on a number and not what their kids are doing in 10 years has kind of taken us away from our focus of what teaching and learning should look like. We all know good teaching when we see it. And and to piggyback on you, AJ, now we've, we've tried to find ways to quantify that and make it something we can measure. Well, what you said is we know what good education, uh, what good teaching looks like, what learning looks like. We aren't the ones making these, these rules. People in the field are not doing the right thing, are, are not being asked to do the right thing. They're just being made for us, and we have to abide by what's put on us. But we are the people who can hopefully bring about some of those changes. You know, like I'm thinking, what could I do tomorrow or sometime this week to make someone on my staff feel like they're cared for? Or like you said earlier, that I'm listening to them, you know, and have helped meet a need that they have told me about earlier. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. But, but, but how do we like, okay, you know how to do that. I know how to do that. AJ, you know how to do that. And so many people even listening to us right now know how to do this. How do we spread it? Is that even possible? I don't know. I think it's, it goes back to like that feeling, right? Like, so there's that Maya Angelou quote. um, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And it starts there, right? That human connection, the human element is a feeling. We feel connected to people. It starts there. So I don't know. I challenge everyone to just kind of make someone feel special this week, whether it's, you know, knowing that they really like tea or coffee and bringing them a cup. It it could be that easy. You know, here in New Jersey, Wawa coffee is a dollar right now. Buy someone a cup of coffee tomorrow. Hey, so, so how about this? You listen to this podcast, go buy somebody a cup of coffee and post a pic, take a picture, tag us. Let us know that you bought somebody a cup of coffee, and in a future episode, we will do a random drawing, and we will send you something nice from Podcast PD. But you got to tag us on social media, and we'll do something nice for you if you do something nice for somebody else. You know, going back to that feeling thing, so I remember one year, um, it was when we started doing all of this mindfulness stuff at my previous school, and we actually had a committee for adult wellness in the building, and it was part of our a union initiative that we had. And um, we started meditation and um, Peter H. Reynolds came out with a book and I don't know where it is. I think it might be at school, but I was looking for it behind me on the shelf. Um, and I think it said, I think it's called I am yoga. And I remember I bought a copy of it and I loved it so much. I bought a copy for a friend and I just left it on her. You know, I wrote a nice message for her and left it on her chair and didn't sign my name. I just thought she needed to know that like she was doing a great job doing the things that she was doing with 
with her kids and with our staff because she was really a huge part of that initiative of bringing mindfulness. Yeah. So I am yoga by, um, I'm looking at it. It's Peter H. Reynolds and Susan Verde. So he did the illustrations and she wrote the story and it's a beautiful little story. And I don't know, it, it could be any of those things, you know, like I've had people, people know that, like what kind of a geek I am and they, you know, buy me Harry Potter what? things and <laughs> you know, or Wonder Woman things. I've gotten all kinds of like little random tchotchkes because, you know, they saw something and they thought of me. I think it's the thought. I think it goes back to what you said earlier. It's the listening and then it's the thinking about others, even when they're not present. That's the human element. And now we're going to share what we've been listening to. AJ's on the clock. He's fiddling with his brand new Apple Watch, which means he can listen to all sorts of stuff on his wrist now. But I am very quickly going to share not a recommendation, but a suggestion of something you can do who's listening to the podcast. So we're recording this here on September 30th, 2018, which is, if you did not know, International Podcast Day. So from everybody here at Podcast PD, which is just the three of us, <laughs> uh, we're encouraging you to go out and review any podcast that you enjoy listening to. It might even be this one. Or consider emailing the hosts of some of your favorite podcasts. It could even be us. And let them know you appreciate the time and energy they put into creating the content that you find value in. Whether it's entertainment, education, whether they make you laugh, think, cry, or encourage you to do something. Reach out to those podcasts. Go to their website. There's got to be a feedback page like podcastpd.com slash feedback. And just let any podcast that you appreciate know that you appreciate them. So, AJ, what have you been listening to? So, I haven't been listening to to very much. I shared last time I've been listening to the Partial Credit podcast, and that's been a good one. I appreciate the uh, the ideas there from the guys. Um, but it's been tough for me in the mornings and the afternoons. I don't have a very long drive to school. So kind of what I've been doing is listening to some music with my sons, whoever I'm dropping off that day. And uh, I haven't been getting into the podcast groove, to be honest. So I'm looking for recommendations where I might be able to rock out with my kids a little bit more. So I know you listen to Wow in the World or you know about Wow in the World. Do you listen to that with them? I haven't tried that with them because I didn't think that was that was good enough for them yet. I mean, five and three, I felt like it was going a little bit fast for them. Okay. Um, have you checked out the new Highlights Hangout podcast, which is from the Highlights magazine, which I always loved in the doctor's office just looking for the like little searchy things yeah you used to get those things all the time oh, they were so amazing and there are two characters whose names i don't remember but they talk about them all the time goofus and gallant yes so they make appearances and there's like a special sound to listen for um there's just a lot going on and you know what's really interesting about the format is they have one long episode a month where they have the sounds and all the th all the different segments that they have. And they actually have Mindy and Guy Raz from Wow in the World on to talk about like some kind of wowzer type science-y thing. The other Mondays of the month, they release uh, shorter podcast episodes that are just jokes and riddles that um, listeners send in. So it's actually kind of cool. I think I'm going to give it a try. 
My yeah, Robbie and I like listening to it over the summer, but um yeah. So I highly recommend it. See what it's like. We aren't listening to it much anymore, but that's because um well I'll tell you why when it's my turn to talk about what we're listening to. All right, Stacy, it's your turn. What are you listening to? <laughs> well, <laughs> I have been listening to a lot of books and I finished two books this week. So I have not been listening to anything new or particularly interesting or noteworthy that I want to highlight, but I have listened to some really good books. However, um, as you guys know, and as our listeners probably know by now, I like a huge political nerd and, um, I've been thinking about it and, you know, I, I thought maybe it was, you know, um, not a more recent thing, but, certainly not something that had perseverated a significant portion of my life. But then I thought back to the fact that like I opted out of us two in high school. So I could take a political and legal class when I was in high school. And I actually worked on a campaign when I was in high school. So I was listening to uh, another political podcast that I've already mentioned. So I won't mention it again, but the guest was Katie Crick and she has her own podcast, which I have not listened to. So don't think that I'm recommending it, but I will be checking out um, episode 77 where she talks, um, where she kind of does like a reflection on her Palin interviews from 10 years ago. So it's 10 years ago. Um, we were first hearing about Sarah Palin and um, John McCann and just kind of that whole thing. And I, I will never forget just setting up my classroom. Um, I was teaching third grade at the time and I, I remember setting up my classroom and they were talking about the shortlist and there was a potential for a woman to be on the ballot. And I just remember thinking like, what an amazing progressive thing the Republicans are doing. And I was super duper excited. Um, and I just, I'll never forget that feeling and just kind of the hope um, and just kind of like the interesting turn that politics have taken as far as women are involved um, over the past 10 years since then. So um, yeah, so I'm going to be checking it out. Just kind of like, you know, like I said, Katie Kirk kind of reflected on what kind of impact she feels her interviews had on the campaign and even, um, you know, where we are now in politics. So that's what I'll be checking out. There you go. So, so there'll be links to Stacy's invitations in the show notes out of podcastpd.com slash 37. And just to quickly with the topic of politics, I, I tweeted out something. Uh, maybe this is a segment, you know, something Chris tweeted. That. And I, retweeted it. I know. Thank you. I just kind of put out my perspective as a social studies teacher. And AJ, let me know as somebody who also does this, if you agree or disagree that Facebook Twitter, just tweeting about your thoughts and feelings on the current state of politics, whichever side of the aisle you may fall on, talk is cheap. Make sure, come election time, that you exercise your right to vote and not just put out your thoughts on social media because they don't power our political system. It's your vote. Make sure you get out and vote when the time comes. And then go out and celebrate your freedom and right to vote. I'm looking forward to all the things and all the pumpkins that October has to offer. If you have ideas for us, topics you want to talk about, if you've done something truly amazing, like listening to a colleague, making photocopies or, 
you know, showing them in some way, shape or form that you care and that they are special. Let us know, reach out. We'd love to hear your voice. Boxer, speaker, no, not speaker, speak pipe. Podcastpd.com slash feedback is the place that you can send those messages. And again, we're going to do something nice for you if you do something nice for somebody else. So our kindness we're putting up as ransom or something like that. I don't know. It's late. So it's late. Stacy, take us home. You've got it. Say goodnight, AJ. Good night, AJ. You weren't expecting to go first. I never Say go goodnight, first. Christopher. <laughs> Good night, Christopher. Good night, Podcast BD. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJBianco. And I also blog at AJBianco.me. You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of EdTech podcast over on chrisnessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at irontech and I blog at irontech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We'd also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com forward slash Facebook to join. You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague. And if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag us. Podcast PD is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. For more podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.